You are listening to You Were Made For This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol. And hello, everyone. I'm so glad you've joined us today for episode 158, What's on Your Mind? My wife, Janet, and I have been meeting on and off with a church group of small group leaders. We began meeting just as the COVID pandemic was getting underway in 2020, so our meetings have been more off than they have been on. In a more recent meeting, the group wanted to talk about this particular issue, how can we get people to open up and talk about deeper things going on in their lives. I suggested one question they could ask that I found works in getting people to talk more openly about what's going on within them. It's a question that works equally well in small groups and in one-on-one conversation. It's a good listening tool, and it's the subject of today's episode. The question I suggested is the following. What's on your mind lately? Now, I don't want to say a lot about this question right now because I plan to talk in another episode about the backstory to the simple question and why it is so effective in getting people to open up. Instead, for our time together today, I want to show how the what's been on your mind question works. Asking this question usually draws people out to share the deeper things going on in their lives rather than simply talking about the past week's news, as so often happens. While the question is effective in groups and in individual conversations, it also works when we answer the question alone by ourselves. It serves to give clarity to what we've been experiencing and a measure of peace as we organize our thoughts and feelings. It's like reorganizing what's in our kitchen cabinets for easier access. To demonstrate, I'm going to answer myself the question, what's been on your mind? I encourage you to do the same thing, but to write your answers down. That's what I've done. Bullet points or short phrases will do just fine. To get started, here's one thing that's on my mind. A Facebook memory I wrote nine years ago popped up on my computer screen early this morning. Here's what I said back then. Watching three of the grands for a few days. Getting off the bus this afternoon, they ran into the house talking all at once about the fun things they did at school today. Their joy was like the brief moments of sunshine we've had in our otherwise cold, drab, rainy week. We don't need to turn the lights on. They are enough. Then this morning I added a Facebook comment to this memory from 2013. I wrote, The weather is the same today, and so are they. Only difference is, 
they're old enough to drive the bus. <laughs> What's on my mind is how remarkable it is that they still light up my life after the various stages of development each of them have gone through these past nine years. Janet and I have enjoyed every stage of their still young lives. We still don't need to turn on the lights when they come over. Their light is still enough. We are so blessed that they still want to spend time with us. Another thing on my mind is these two people, Graham Zale and Ford Schills. Who are they, you wonder? U.S. Ambassador to Argentina? Pitcher for the New York Yankees? President of IBM? Not yet. Not quite yet. Graham Zale and Ford Schills are both babies, born to two of my nieces on the same day this year, April 2nd, 2022. I am proud of my nieces and their husbands for giving their children bold, strong names that will serve them well into their 80s after they have made their mark in the world. And I am so happy these boys held off their birth to April 2nd. Imagine the challenge they could have faced had they been born one day earlier. Yikes, they certainly dodged a bullet. So here's to you. Graham Damien Zale and Ford Wyatt Schills, may you live strong, productive lives in keeping with your names. May you finish as well as you've started. The next thing that's been on my mind is an email I received the other day from Billy, one of my missionary friends. He writes, Good morning, John and Janet. I wanted to share this picture with you. It's a picture of Will, and Will is their seven-year-old. It's a picture of Will intently listening to episode 153 of You Were Made for This. He and I both learned to have the aura, O-R-A, of God's character, recognizing and fulfilling others' needs, a message we need to hear this morning. God bless you both. We miss you. The aura that Billy referred to is... Observe, reflect, act. That's the model of relating we've been talking about recently in this podcast. The photo that Billy sent is the one at the top of the show notes for this episode. I talked to Billy about this later, and he said his son was glued to the screen of their iPad for the full 10 or 11 minute length of the episode. Listening to my voice speak about what some people in Poland and Romania are doing to care for refugees from Ukraine. The two photos that I showed in the show notes that Will and Billy were listening to apparently got Will's attention. The baby strollers at the train station in Poland and the colorful stuffed toy animals on that gray bridge at the Ukraine-Romania border. What, what a tender heart that little boy has. That's what I thought when I first saw the photo of him. Billy's email and photo of Will are still on my mind, making me think how sometimes we sell our children short, that they are capable of more than we give them credit for. 
Most seven-year-olds are not nearly as sensitive as Will, but they are capable of being so. They can learn to reflect the character of God in their own unique way, just as their parents can. Parents can teach them by being examples themselves. I can also answer the what's on your mind question by talking about another email that I got from another listener to our podcast that is similar to the one I received from my friend Billy. This one comes from a listener in Iowa who happens to be the parent of a missionary serving in Eastern Europe. She writes, Hi, John. I shared your podcast from last Wednesday with the wife of the man who leads our small group at the Mission Church. She leads a girls' Bible study at a ministry in Des Moines called Freedom for Youth. It's a wonderful ministry to help kids succeed in life. They have help for kids with schoolwork, teach some trade skills, and encourage kids of all ages. She enjoyed your podcast and is using some of the ideas with her girls tonight. Thought you might like to know this. Well, I did like to know that. I found this email encouraging on two levels. One is that this Iowa listener thought enough of the podcast to refer it to her friend with the kids' ministry. And secondly, that her friend is using some of the things we talk about on the podcast with the girls she works with. I so appreciate that some people recognize teaching children about relationship principles is important. Encouraging emails like these last two have been on my mind lately, and I am grateful for them. Something else on my mind I've been thinking about is a comment another listener shared with me recently. It was the day episode 154 aired, How to Listen Like a Hostage Negotiator. In this email, he writes, John, thank you again so very much for these podcasts. Even though I don't often respond, I want to say that Karen and I listen regularly to these podcasts. They are such gentle, weekly reminders of one powerful truth that I know needs to be reminded of regularly, to listen. And he has listening in all caps with an exclamation part. He goes on to say, Our pastor said at Mia's funeral, and then I need to stop here for a second, Mia is the granddaughter who was stillborn a few months ago. I talk about it in episode 148, what not to say when bad things happen to good people. Well, my friend continues in his email. He says, Our pastor said at Mia's funeral that grief is not a problem to be solved, but a journey to be traveled. That's what I think about listening. It's not a one-and-done practice to conquer. It is a journey to be traveled over a lifetime. Thanks, John, for this weekly reminder of such a critical part of our relational journey with others. I, I love that phrase he used. Listening is not a one-and-done practice to conquer. It is a journey to be traveled over a lifetime. I really like that. That thought has been on my mind lately because it gives hope to those of us who struggle with listening. There are other things I've been thinking about and are on my mind, but I'll end with just one more. 
It comes from a listener who emailed me with this thought after listening to a recent podcast. She writes, I listened this morning while folding laundry. Always encouraging, and your soothing voice is a great start to the day. Well, that just made me smile, picturing her folding laundry while listening to the podcast. You know, that's the wonderful thing about podcasts I've talked about before. You can be doing other things while you listen. Walk the dog, wait in line to pick up the kids from school, drive to work, wait in another line at the grocery store, and while you're folding laundry. All things you can do while listening to a podcast. If you're doing brain surgery, however, save the podcast till later or watch one of those YouTube videos instead. So, what does this all mean for you? Several things. First, what is on your mind? What have you been thinking about lately? What are the things keeping you up at night? What do you wonder about? The challenges or stresses you are facing? The things you are grateful for? What are you looking forward to? Now, don't, don't dig deep into your psyche. Instead, consider top-of-mind issues, then write them down. You just need to get your thoughts out of your head and onto a piece of paper. And bullet points are brief phrases. In looking back at my answers, I see a lot of positive things that have been on my mind. That's not often the case, but when it is, I feel blessed. I hope you'll feel the same way when you give your answers to what's on your mind. Secondly, try asking people in your life the same question and see what happens. Start conversations with it and see where it takes you. My hunch is what's on your mind will take you both deeper than just sharing about the events that have happened since you last talked. Well, here's the main takeaway that I hope you remember from today's episode. Asking people in a group or individually what's on your mind helps others go deeper than sharing news of the superficial events of our life. Well, I'd love to hear how this goes for you. Please give it a try. In closing, I, I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show enough to put into practice what you've just heard about asking people what's on their mind. For when you do, it will help you experience the joy of relationships God intends for you. Because after all, you were made for this. That's it for today. In the meantime, spread a little relational sunshine with the people you meet this week. Create some joy. And I'll see you again next time. Goodbye for now.